You are listening to Austin's Laundry, a podcast for the curious. This is where we give the scoop on Austin's creative scene, our city's small founded businesses, and discuss the culture that makes Austin so incredibly influential. My name is Elliot James, and I invite you to join me in discovering the new world behind creating and supporting small business and how tapping into one's passion can affect and build a community. Without further ado, let's get started. What's up, guys? On today's episode, we have my buddy Zenko, who is a local Austin music producer here in Austin, Texas. Uh, Classically trained in French music, he took his love for classical music and has now transitioned into this uh, amazing ambient electronic music artist. He's the dude that helped me with my new intro song, which I'm so excited about. Uh, If you guys are curious what his music sounds like, you guys are listening to it right now. So I started off by asking Zenko, who are you and why do you create what you create? Uh, so yeah, my uh, artist name is Zenko. Uh, I picked that because I wanted it to reflect uh, my approach to music, which is kind of like uh, shape-shifting, change, evolution. And it's basically in Japanese, it means um, it's the name of the these, like holy foxes can like shape-shift into humans. And so you don't even know that they're among you. And I like Japanese culture. So that's why. <laughs> At this point of the interview, I'm noticing a couple things. I'm noticing that Zenko is from France and has a ear for classical music, yet he also has a passion for Japanese culture. So I'm curious if this at all plays a part in the creative process for him having such different influences and passions. So you create some extremely interesting sounds whenever you're making music. What is the process you go through to create something that is so incredibly unique that kind of shape shifts as you said before yeah that's a good, uh, good question i really i really try to like work with different sources so like i don't and i don't use the same source uh, for my sound uh, all the time so like i would work with uh, uh something from the nature that i recalled you know like some uh, some wind and leaves and rain or something so I, I would go with a portable, you know, recorder, and then record that in my backyard or something on a park. Wow! And then, uh, and then I would uh, plug that in uh, and process it with either the computer or some, uh, you know, synthesizer that I have, and transform it, and you know, yeah. Or uh, you could, you know, just work with. Uh, I try to use hardware and and computers. Okay. Uh, I use hardware just because I, I work on a computer all day and I really want to get away from it. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, yeah, just touch a machine with my hands basically. And there it was. Another clue into Zenko's creative process. There's something inside that naturally pulls at him towards creating something with his hands, a physical instrument, instead of something that is strictly digital even though the music that he is creating is very digital in nature. With all this being said, I was very curious, how else does he think whenever he is looking to create a piece? 
I rarely have an ID, a predetermined ID, honestly. Okay. A few times I would have an ID, um, you know, randomly popping and I would try to grab my phone and recall like uh, me just mumbling on my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's pretty rare that it becomes anything. Maybe it'll just be actually some kind of like stop starting point or some add-on to something. But like most of the time I just like basically start playing around with uh, some instrument or some, some sound and then... Uh, once I have something that I think sounds good, I just uh, stop building up from it. Yeah. Is there a favorite song that you created that you had no idea that it was going to become your favorite? Uh, yeah, it's like it's not it's like a little jam I put online uh, that I created uh, one day on my modular synthesizer, and it basically I had no idea it was going to be good at all. Uh, I just attached cables into another thing and then. I don't know. It sounded so good. I just, <laughs> it, I just let it play for a while, and then I, I was like, I have to record this. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, I, I just love it. I don't know how I would make it again. I don't think I could actually. For those people, including myself, that don't really understand what a synthesizer is or the cables, do, yeah, does that take a lot of time to master how to use that as an instrument? Yes. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I was. I did that because I like. Uh, I like the challenge. Okay. You know? So uh, that was part of the fun for me. Uh, it's, it's not for everyone. I think it, it, at the end of the day, it's really uh, just whatever works for you. But for me, I saw that and I was like, "This, what is this? This is fascinating. But basically, it's just a synthesizer. So picture a synthesizer with a keyboard uh-huh. and deconstruct it. So like it's, it's pulled apart at different uh, modules that you basically can pick yourself mm-hmm. and you build your own instrument. And so nothing is wired and that's why you use cables to basically link each module to each other. So, so the sound passes from one module to, a, to another. Which is what creates the unique sounds. Yeah, because you can make things uh, that you had no idea, you hadn't prepared, you hadn't planned, right? And you just, I, what, what if I do this? And you know, you come up with just totally random things and I started most of my tracks with that, to be honest. Is there a, a brand that you really recommend or like? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be really, really uh, French and recommend a French brand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's this brand uh, <laughs> named uh, Mutable Instruments. Yeah, and it's it's really uh, a genius, uh, genius brand. Like they have really cool ideas. It's very, uh, yeah. So I like it. Okay, cool. So guys, I think it's really important that you know the reason why I asked Zenko to be on this podcast, which is super relevant for everyone listening is I believe that music and sound has the ability to shape and change an environment. And especially right now with everything that is going on with the coronavirus and a lot of people feeling stuck in their houses and their homes, which may for some people not be the best situation, having sound around you that can help uplift your spirit or just change your environment is so important. And so I asked Zenko, Zenko, how do you do it? How do you know if a sound is right for a certain mood? When I started, I didn't really understand what exactly, which sound, you know, created which mood. Now I have a better understanding because okay. I have, uh, you know, making more and more music. At the end of the day, what, what, what I create, and I'm sure most musicians, is basically what I think sounds good. So it's just my personal taste that goes into it. You know, yeah, and so okay. it's more about keeping the things you like and 
putting the other stuff away and creating the mood, you, the vibe you like, that the, some, the, the vibe that makes you feel something. Yeah. And so I like to listen to what I do when it makes me feel something that I'm like, you know, craving, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you want to have, um, if, if there's a, a dinner party mm. and you want people to feel um, like emotionally attached to the, few, to, to the food, and it's not like you don't want the music to be super like raging and crazy, right. <laughs> but you just want it to feel like a beautiful ambient moment. You'll kind of play certain tunes to, to match that uh, yeah. emotion, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like Medi meditative. Me yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Say that again. Meditative. Meditative. <laughs> did you say it so much cooler than I did? <laughs> um, tell me about the the um, importance of being original while creating. I think if you if you're not really original, then there's no, what's the point, really? I mean, you could just listen to whatever exists, and it'll make you just as happy. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's so it's. I think it's really important in that way because that's the whole point, almost. It's to make you feel something that only you can make, in a way. And if it, if other people like it, that's like a bonus. Woo! I mean, I, I, I think. Uh, so yeah. yeah, but it's really hard to to be original. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, I don't think. You know, personally, when I make something, I don't. I don't think it's, it's that original or that great. Or I think every musician feels the same way. You know. I, th I think it's definitely something that a lot of musicians feel, a lot of artists feel, but, um, or sometimes we are our own worst critics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, if I, I, I try to make something that's not really me, I can never, like I tried before to do something, you know, I like to listen, uh, listening to like more aggressive music, Okay. Uh, you know, like dark techno and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And uh, so if I try to make, uh, to do that, it never really sounds like that did y'all catch that i think that is so interesting so zenko's talking about the power of being original and very much zenko is the kind of guy that gets into a flow state in his original sound so even when he tries to adapt sounds of a different genre he's naturally so in tune with his own unique sound that he falls back into the similar patterns and sounds that is what makes him truly creative as far as music contributing to culture austin culture yeah. culture of a community in, in general it doesn't necessarily have to be austin but um do you find that music has a powerful place in creating a city and a in culture or i think so yeah i mean austin is um i'm gonna tell you something that from a french perspective when i got here in austin um the thing that really um striked me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that like the quality of the live music? Like we don't have that in France. Uh, we have good bands, good music, you know. But like, if you go to a, a random city and, and and you go in a bar, it's not it, more often than not, it's not going to be great. And here, every everything is it's always good, you know. It's there's no nothing bad. Like you might not like the genre, but it's always good. But um, so yeah, I think it really defines a city. But I think. It can evolve, and in terms of electronic music, um, there's not that much of that in Austin. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to meet, you know, people who are into that necessarily. But I think there's room for every kind of music, and um, yeah, as long as people like it and you you show them that it exists, you know. 
And so are there, are there things that you, for, for people that maybe don't go to shows or don't necessarily know how to experience local music or support local music, are there things that you think people can do to kind of support bands? Because Yeah, and I think it's, it comes from the, the way the industry works now. I mean, I'm not you know a super seasoned musician, obviously. But like, and from what I know, it's streaming is not going to pay for the musician for the most part. Um, yeah. Even even famous musicians don't make their living off of streaming. Or, so y if you really want to support musicians, you gotta you, you gotta go see their shows, basically. See their so shows, buy their merch. Yeah, right, buy their merch, uh, and, and yeah, and go see their shows, yeah. and yeah. then and you know spread the word uh, about them. Like, it just means the world when you have like someone who just comes to you and say, "I really like what you're doing," or "It spoke to me like this way," or you know, or just they just mention you online or something. And I believe that that's so important and probably the most important lesson from this interview with Zenko today is if there is an artist or a musician or a company or a small business that you love and that you're passionate about and you believe in supporting their cause, the first thing you can do is physically support them. If that is not possible, especially during this time of Corona, if you cannot get out there and support their cause or go to their event or buy the product that you believe in, the next coolest thing is mentioning them online. It's free. It's a great way for them to gain exposure and possibly one of your friends may love them as well and end up supporting them. Thus kind of helps create a beautiful community. And speaking of, if you guys liked Batista's work, if you guys would like to learn more about him, please check out his information. Um, Batiste, where can we learn about you at? Where can we find you online? Well, on I'm, uh, I'm on the all social at uh, Zenko Music. Z-N-K-O Music. Yeah. Dude, awesome, man. Um, is there any dream that you would like to accomplish in the next three years, four years, five years, two mm. years, um, relating to music, uh, have you had any goals that you're like, man, that would be sick if I could accomplish X, Y, or Z? Yeah, there's, I have a crazy dream. I would like to play a live show in uh, Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> y'all, uh, if y'all own a venue in Tokyo, Japan, uh, please let uh, please let Batiste know. Um, dude, thank you so much for coming. I sincerely appreciate it. Man. Thanks for having me, man. Guys, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Austin's Laundry. Um, Zenko, I greatly appreciate the intro song. I am beyond excited that I was able to be in studio with you during the creation process. If you haven't already subscribed or gave in Austin's Laundry a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys listen to your podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. And as always, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care, y'all. Be safe. Wash your hands.